0: Yo what up y'all You are tuned in to another episode of Behind the Baller Why is it called that? I mean the 22nd episode And if you don't know that by now It's because if I'm posting jewelry And I'm posting cars and shit Which I've done a little bit But you know I go months without that shit One it's because jewelry is something that I do for a living And um, I don't like to talk about it too much on this podcast Because this is Behind the Baller and the baller—I don't mean by baller lifestyle—that my, my name came from. If you've been tuning in since since episode one, the name came from playing football and basketball, from being an actual baller in sports. But we go deeper than that. We go into my anxiety, going to being a dad, any kind of struggle doesn't have to be a financial struggle. It could be any kind. It could be an emotional. Could be in you know, in growth, personal growth business, whatever, this is a business podcast, I dropped some gems, you know, but most importantly, I want you guys to understand that I know how blessed I am, okay, but none of this shit is by accident, understand that, you know, sometimes when I complain about some little fucking Penny Annie shit, i sit there and be like, yo, man, I, I flew a coach flight, you know, it's like, I've done that like three times in the last 11 years, people are like, oh, there's people, listen, I don't give a fuck I really don't, you have to understand I do not give a fuck. Who's doing what? Who's struggling, where? Who's starving here. That is not my immediate problem. Understand that. I'm not saying I'm not, you know, compassionate towards people who aren't doing well. I help beyond my fair share of people. My immediate responsibility is to take care of my family, take care of my immediate, my friends, my crew, my circle. If people did that more often, and weren't so fucking selfish, it would be a big difference today in this world, okay? So, again, I don't give a fuck who else is struggling or anybody else, is because when I'm focused on a goal or something, nothing's coming in my way, nothing's coming between me, Nothing. I'm just focused on that, okay? So that's got nothing to do with what I expect and what I demand in my life, because I have higher expectations, I know Phil Jackson in his book, he wrote, have no expectations, you'll never be, never be disappointed. Listen, fuck Phil Jackson, okay, because I demand more out of life. My podcast is different because when I grew up, when I, when I was like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, candy was like a goal for me. It should be for most kids, you know, but today, I, it's not like that. You know, my son, he's like, hey, man, I want some Robux, And I'm like, God damn, you know, like every Friday, you know, it depends on how good he is. I might give him 400 Robux, which is like $5, or he might get 800, which is $10, right? And I remember Kanye went on this rant after he had his first kid. He had, what was it? Um, The fuck is her name? Um, God damn it. I I forgot Kanye's first kid's name. I know there's Saint, and I know there's there's Psalm, and there's Chicago, and the fuck is the, God damn. I can't remember the fucking first kid's name. Anyways, I remember he was going through the same shit I was thinking about. And his daughter is just, you know, barely younger than London. And I remember when London started fucking with the iPad. And, you know, you start figuring out, like, you know, god damn. You play for a little bit here and then it's just like $5 here, $6 here. And you just fuck around and end spending hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars. And he, like, said that he just went on this rant. He's like, Jesus Christ, you just fucking let these kids play some games. And I felt him on it. And I think I mentioned it on the pod, but one time, you know, and I don't blame London. He doesn't understand. He doesn't know the concept of money. He's starting to get it now and and what he's doing now. And London is just such a brilliant kid. He's so fucking smart. You know, he's reading at a young age. He can, he just is just, he's really, really gifted, you know, mentally. And um, my son remembered the password to the iTunes. And I have separate passwords for all the iTunes. Like my wife has a different one. I have a different one. But London and Ryder and Kaya have the same iCloud. And he figured out the password, and he charged 138 fucking dollars to my credit card, and I was upset, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like, one, of course, yeah, I got it, but it's just like, fuck, you know, I just, he doesn't get it, you know, but anyways, going on back to the original point of what I'm trying to get at why this podcast is different is because food and candy and shit like that was a goal of mine for a very long time it was even a goal of mine until i was like 21 like there was these motherfucking chicken chicken strips that i loved back in the day and um this was like when motherfuckers really weren't on Jack in the Box like that. They weren't like they didn't have a million locations or whatever. And I know it's a West Coast thing, but still, I was just like really like it was like it was like a big deal for me. Like I wasn't thinking about Laurie's or Mr. Child's or whatever, but like getting a burger was a big deal for me. You know, getting these things, having the money to go eat food on a it just was um, when I had when I first got my job and I started, you know, I was selling candy, you know, in high school. I would buy basically, you know, five to ten dollars of the candy. There was candies for like five cents, 20 cents, and I would just buy as many as I can for five to ten dollars. And I would go make $20 in profit. And I felt like I was rich, you know. I would go fucking take the bus and go, you know, to the school with all the rich kids I went to high school, with, went with the school with, and I'd flip candy or whatever. And it wasn't like we were destitute or poor, you know. My family mom just had different priorities, you know. She was... Really into education. um my, She was struggling paying for my brother's tuition for his for his school because she you know it was a big thing with Asians and and school and everything. And just um I mean, when we were in Koreatown, we lived in a 800 square foot two bedroom apartment. When we lived in Beverly Hills, my dad moved me there because he wanted me to be in a better school. And we lived in a single apartment and it's three people: me, my dad, and my sister. My brother's already gone. He's a lot older than me. And it was 600 square feet. Do you know how fucking tiny that is? It's like New York style, but it's just like it was fucking embarrassing. You know, going to school there and people are like, oh, shouldn't be. Man, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. I'm telling you, it was embarrassing. I was embarrassed. It was cool if I was back here you know, in the hood and being in Koreatown. I wouldn't give a fuck because no one really judged or anything. You know, I'm sitting here trying to talk to a chick, and her fucking dad is fucking. You know. Billy D. Williams and shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm being, this is true stories. I'm talking about everyone I talk to, you know, these people are living in seven, $8 million houses back then. These are 20, 30, 40 million dollar houses now. And some of the girls were just cool, you know, they, they fuck with me, but I was more self-cautious about the shit myself, you know? But I always wanted to be independent, you know? And just random small things were like, like I worked and saved up for, they meant, they, they you know, they, I did, they just got bigger and bigger. They were like goals, you know? Later on, it became Jordan's. You know, then it became, you know, I graduated to Rolexes and then it got to cars, you know, and then now, you know, more recently it got to lavish vacations and, you know, to bigger homes, you know, and, and, and property and other shit, just little crazy. You see my million dollar man cave, you know, why is it called that? Because there's over millions of dollars in fucking art and toys and shit, you know, it's a different thing. And, And I have put a lot of time and effort into this, but now truly like where I am today And why I have this podcast is to share, you know, none of that shit really matters. I mean, to have it is cool. I love being in here. I'm recording in the Million Dollar Man Cave right now. You know, just got a fucking plane from Seattle. Thank God it's only a motherfucking 2 hour and 20 flight. Um, But I just want my kids to see the world. I want them to have the best life possible. I know it's not how I came up, but I don't want them to come up the way I came up. It's different. I can't just walk, they just, my, I was walking the streets when I was seven, eight, I was walking to school at five or six, my, my my kids can't do that shit, I'm not letting my son walk, I don't know, and it just sounds crazy, but I just, people are just, man, there was a dude fucking jacking off down the street, you know, and I'm like, bro, I, I should kill this motherfucker, you know, but anyways, going back, you know, my kids all had passports by the time they you know, before they were one year's age, you know, they went to Mexico and the Philippines and different countries and things. And I wanted, to you know, be, I wanted them to be worldly, you know, but my goal is so much more like, I always say this all the time, if I was single, first of all, I'd have AIDS by now, do you know what I mean? It would, it would have been fucking God, but I'm talking, if I was single, I'd have been just fucking moved downtown and, and been back in the Ritz-Carlton or fucking high-rise and lived in a You know, maybe a two-bedroom, maybe a a big one-bedroom loft, high-rise, something with a sick-ass view. And I would have had, like, three cars. I would have had a loft Ferrari. I would have had a fucking, um, some kind of sedan. And then I had another fucking, maybe another crazy exotic. And those are just my dailies. Fuck it. You know what I mean? And and that's what it is. But no, I got three kids. You know, I hold down my entire family. And uh, I just want to make sure that my kids are taken care of until they're at least adults. Would that be 18 or 21, until they figure out their own grind. That's what my goal is, and that's why I discuss this on this podcast. It's a little different than anything else. You know, some people are talking about, and I talk about current events, talk about a lot of shit, and I want to get into all that in a, in a little bit. I want to get into my favorite top 100 movies or 50 movies or whatever, my favorite rappers, all that stuff. We're going to get into all of that. We have plenty of time. I'm in no rush whether 25,000 people listen to this or 100,000 people listen to it or 75, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do this because I'm paying to have this podcast going. Do you know what I'm saying? The Dust Brothers, man, they do their thing, man. They impression me to do anything, you know, and it's, it's sometimes a struggle to do two episodes a week and sometimes it's like, yo, man, it's nothing and I'm starting to stack episodes and, you know, some people, you know, I see the they don't have the consistency and one thing about me is I kill myself over consistency, and I'm very punctual when it comes to time. I'm excellent. When it's one thing, I am fucking so good about time management. I literally do estimations all the time. All right? So anyways, my goal is to make sure the kids are taken care of until they figure out their own grind. All right? Except for maybe Kaya. I don't want Kaya to leave the house. All right? One day she's going to get married, I'm sure, and whatever else. And it just seems so far from now. But God damn. Life has gone so fast. It's, it's a fucking blur but I hope I can see that day that I can give my daughter away and I'm probably going to cry like a little fucking bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like literally. And I, you know what? I don't know what it is, man. I think I'm just so tainted and just so fucking just so just, what's the word, man? I really cry anymore. I just don't. I think I ran out of tears, you know, no lie. This is dead serious. I've been to so many Mahomes funerals from like 2005 to two thousand eight or nine, I must have lost like eight or nine real good homies of mine. It's, it's fucking pathetic. No one should ever have to go through all this stuff. And it's just, man, it's just, it's just a fucked up thing. Um, I made a new friend. Um, I hope I didn't fuck up her name pronunciation wise. But Masika Kalisha, she's a uh, I I I had to like do some research. I've seen her, you know, obviously on 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 social media and stuff, everything, right? And um, she's a uh, I don't know where she's from. But I know she had a kid with uh, with Fetty Wap, I think they dated or whatever it may be, but she was on Love and Hip Hop, and she posted a meme, and she put, it's not about homosexuality or heterosexuality, stop promoting, in all capitals, sexuality to our children, period, let kids be kids, that shit hit so different with me, alright, and her caption said this is for the fools that think it's okay it's progressive when disney has a gay couple kissing next to nemo no my daughter's not watching adam and eve do this and and let alone adam and steve and and, and she went on and you can go to her page masika m i s i k a k a l y s h a i follow her so you can go on my page and whatever and um i had to hit her I'm like yo you hit that shit so tough that you fuck my whole shit up cuz i think about that and um I took my kids to go see, um, Adam's family this weekend, and that shit was whatever, kids liked it, you know, London and Ryder was was fucking with it, um, my wife not so much, me, I was on the phone doing some shit and whatever, watched bits and pieces, it was all um, but my wife, we are rocking back to the car, she just broke down to me, she's like, you know, Disney movies aren't doing, like, you know, a love interest anymore, like, you know, you have Cinderella, you have this. And she broke down Frozen. And I remember we went to go see Frozen with London. I forgot. We went to go to, to the fucking Disney on Ice thing, whatever. And she didn't have, like, uh, the princess didn't have, like, a love interest. A guy, she was, a um, love interest or whatever, the, the other thing, or she was kissing or some shit. It was, like, her sister. And they don't want to, like push this thing and it's just like yo man this shit has gone so fucking crazy like people and then i commented on her on this masika's picture and people are like oh great another homophobe yo do motherfuckers know how how like partially gay i am and i, I know people are like oh yo did ben just come out the closet like motherfucker i don't give a fuck who you are like you know what i'm saying like i have so many gay friends you know what i'm saying let alone powerful gay friends and whatever and i know i've used the word fag and and i know it's people are like oh it's such a bad word here and there and whatever and you know and, and i don't ever want to offend anybody People are like oh well it's how you know you 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 said it and, and how i i received it in certain things and i get it the world has gone super sensitive and i've talked about this so many fucking times but this shit has just gone motherfucking crazy if they're trying to push the LBGTQ agenda on us. And if you ain't fucking with it, you're immediately homophobic. No, fuck you. Okay? I'm just agreeing with Masika. Yo, man, kids need to be kids. And they need to figure out, when, when they figure out their sexuality, like some people like, oh, they're born with it. I believe it. I be- Some kids, you know what I mean? You just know. Like you see kids doing, you know, I remember um, my boy Chance, his brother. He would be in the double dutch, you know, do- doing, you know, hopscotch and all kinds of shit and I wanted to play with makeup when he was a boy and everything it's just like listen you can try to sway your your kid one way or the other but you know what if it's in him it's in him but you know what let a kid be a fucking kid you know don't put this shit on him I don't know man it's just some weird shit and and I had an ex who had a kid and I knew off top I was like yo man y'all got his dude fucked up and on some other shit and the way you are and everything else and the way your brother is because your brother's gay and and it's just I just see it and I already know dude gotta be gay and not a big deal I think he's like 18 or 19 now and you know whatever good for him and I think about all this other stuff and it's just like yo man let them figure it out you know I mean I I I lost my virginity when I was 12 right but like you know I don't know kids is making out and fucking around when they're 13, 14 right, cool figure it out then do you want to kiss boys you want to kiss girls I don't know but listen, all that shit beforehand, stop pressing motherfuckers for that shit, man. Shit is crazy. On to some other news, man. I canceled my trip to Australia. Um, supposed to be out there right now with Tyga. I gotta say congrats to Tyga. I just signed a multi-million dollar deal with this record label. And those are just very rare and just not. they just don't happen anymore. But uh, again, um, I was in Tokyo, uh, D.C., New York, San Francisco, now in Seattle... And it's like, yo, I'm not getting vertigo, but I'm starting to feel crazy, right? And um, blood pressure feels cool. Um, I don't know if I have a liver or fucking some kind of pancreatic issue. I'm going to go see a doctor as soon as I can because this shit's fucking with me. So I canceled a few trips. I am hitting the Bay Area this week. And um, I got all kinds of shit going on. But I just need to sit back and just relax. Um, I haven't been able to smoke as much as I'd like to. You know, I smoke every day. It's just like I just need to kind of chill the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? I rushed back home so I could put these finishing touches on on Tyler's new piece. This is museum-level quality shit, right? I see people in these comments talking about, like they'll see like some other West Coast rapper or someone, even someone somewhat big. I'm like, oh, Ben's punching someone in the air right now. He's mad. Yo, you motherfuckers just like, don't get it, right? Like, I'd rather lose money and and or do something else. And even my cousin doesn't get it. He's my business partner. I'm just not at that where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on some... Yo, I didn't hit such a hard, high level. I've hit such a level that these fools can't even fathom, right? That I'm not making these pieces to make a bag. It's just not. I'm gonna get my bag regardless. And the bag I get, it's gonna take them 10, 15 pieces to go get that same same money I'm getting. So anyways, man, I had to come back to this final polish and all these uh, and basically do uh this rhodium on, on Tyler's new piece. And I you you'll see it soon enough. Shit is fucking crazy. Um GQ finally put out this feature. They shot in the man cave. They did this feature on Bear Bricks, and it's kind of dope. They interviewed Jeff Staple and a few other people, but uh they did a feature on that. So if you go to GQ and I don't know, it might be a digital issue. It might be actually a hard copy issue. I'm not sure yet. But uh yeah, you know, um check out GQ. That the, the interview on me is pretty cool. Um I talk about it. a little, little, um, little shit in depth with the bear bricks. For most of you people who have no idea what the fuck these dolls are, or whatever they are. Um, shout out to Master Dynamic. Obviously, you know they sponsored the show. They um, took care of all the headphones, and they sent me a crazy speaker. It's like a $2,000 speaker. And um, of all fucking people, Casey Musgraves hits me up, and she's like, Oh, that's dope, or wow. I'm like, uh, anyways. um and i'm playing the song i'm playing the song honesty by pink sweats and, I, and, and he's one of the very few artists that have had just fucking dope ass substance music you know what i mean it was just fucking super flying he actually dm'd me and was like yo i hear that pink sweats and we talked and um chopped it up for a minute but yeah man shout out to master dynamic um you know i'm trying to get into these golf lessons trying to get these tennis lessons going Shit, man halloween is right around the corner. Two things, man. Halloween and Easter have been the biggest holidays in my kid's family, like, period, my kid's life. That's just the biggest. Bigger than the birthday the Christmases. Now they're starting to understand what a birthday is. But, you know, Christmas, too, they love the gifts. And it's like, I can't even tell you what London and Ryder asked for Christmas. It's just so fucking mind-boggling that I might need to fucking just sit them down and, and put them on timeout for a minute. Shit is fucking crazy. Speaking of which, um we went to a Halloween party this weekend in Ontario for, um, my new sister-in-law's well my sister-in-law she's my new sister-in-law her family and they're always so good and so cool and just like man dog i just always have connected with latino community um they're hispanic and they're just they're just dope ass good fucking solid people and um people are giving me shit because my sister-in-law's niece had makeup on and she's 10 years old and like listen y'all need to suck a dick it's fucking halloween they should be able to walk where man i'm, I'm I, I need to start meeting some people and start fucking people up. Um, meanwhile, I'm driving home. And uh, we're in the minivan, we're in the washed up minivan. By the way, some new coilers are coming, so coilovers are coming. Shout out to Van Culture. I'm gonna have that bitch slammed on the ground. I'm not doing air in that bitch, I just can't. And um, it's just crazy. We're driving home, and my son go, my son rider goes, Hey daddy, you know, I knew a new song, I could sing a song. And he starts singing fucking Old Town Road. Now, let me tell you something, my kids are pretty hip, you know, they listen to fucking, they're like, oh, Alexa, say this, Alexa, play this, play that, you know, whatever, but for my son to fucking sing Old Town Road, that shit got me super fucked up, like, I, I, I don't know, that's just some crazy ass shit to me, um, meanwhile, my daughter is talking so much, I'm sure you guys saw that video where she's like, I want daddy, and she's missing me, and, and, and every time she sees a bag by the door, she's like, daddy, airplane? And she just knows I'm leaving town and it just fucking kills me because uh, that's my baby girl and it just, fuck, man. Um, what else, man? Uh, Kid Cuddy shooting another documentary for his uh, first album, Man on the Moon. I mean, they did the complex thing, but now they're doing a documentary and I'm gonna be in it. And I think I already interviewed some parts of it, but um, he's gonna be the first person to buy the actual Ben Baller Murakami collaboration. So, uh, sometime in the next two weeks or so, we're shooting this documentary. He's in Germany, is he in Italy? Germany. He's in Italy shooting a an HBO series or film or some shit, or um, yeah, like a mini series or something. But yeah, so so Cuddy's out there. That's my guy. He's putting me in a documentary. Um, Complex Con is coming up. That's where going—we're going to debut this Murakami collaboration. This shit is dope as fuck. I'm gonna be walking the show with Cuddy while he's shooting his documentary, so um, if y'all catch me, you'll probably catch Cuddy right next to me, and then he performs. He's the headliner, very random as fuck. Cuddy hit me this morning when I was on the plane, and he goes, "Hey man, I was just thinking, you know, next year when I drop my album, when I drop my sh- when I do my, you know, my new show, why don't I jump onto your podcast?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, why don't you just fucking <laughs> drop You can fucking come on the podcast anytime you want to, Scott. Dead ass." My Aquarius brother, anytime you want to come on the fucking podcast, you are fucking all good. You ain't even gotta ask ever again. This shit is just that's just just amazing, right? Like um got some fucking just amazing guests. Like I said, you know, Kevin Durant's gonna come on this show later. Right, we got fucking um I got fucking Jordan Belfort is coming on the fucking show. Yes, the wolf of Wall Street next month. It's lit. I got fucking wolf of Wall Street. God damn. This shit is crazy. The podcast is just getting better and better. I'm so excited for it. Um and on top of that our numbers get crazier and crazier. Shout out to Crep Protect and presented by uh you know presented by is is the resale sneaker store in London, super high end, super dope. I did a tracksuit collaboration with them. By the way, sidebar, I will explain something to you guys. I just signed with a new sports ad agency. They represent like damn near 15% of the entire NBA. They represent Tiger Woods, everything else. I'm so fucking geeked to have actual representation on the ad side. Um, back to presented by. You know how I dropped that black tracksuit? I got a little special one for Dubai. The first week of Dubai, it's going to be lit. I'm going to Soul DXB. Soul DXB is like a sneaker, obviously like, you know, like... um convention uh, it's gonna be fucking dope and uh, shout out to CREP and presented by sponsors of the Behind the Baller podcast I don't know if you guys ever heard of Cameo it's like some app where you can uh, get a celebrity to shout you out I just found out about it recently um, I had some requests on there didn't even know um, I have it pretty low I have it at $100 it's really low and a couple of them expired no big deal but yeah the Cameo app you could search, search me on there it's 100 bucks. For a shout-out video. Um, I made a video of some Asian dude and uh he was real thankful and I was kind of dope. I don't know. I see like there's a lot of fucking people on there though. God damn, even Bethany Frankel is a fucking damn near billionaire. She's on there. And uh right now I'm just doing the shit for hundred bucks. You want a video shout out where I sit sitting and personally shout your name out of your business, whatever it may be, go on Cameo and book me for a job. Um, what else, man? VVS is in all Medmen LA stores. I think it's like seven locations. So I'm going to start. Actually, I'm going to hit Medmen downtown sometime this week. I'm going to hit West Hollywood, I'm going to hit Santa Monica, I'm at Beverly Hills. I'm going to hit a few different Medmen stores just to check on VVS cuz you know, we're fucking crushing it right now and and again, thank you to everyone who showed up to the Medmen launch party. Shit was dope. Um I hope that most of you have got your behind the baller podcast he by now. And um what the fuck is this? Oh, it's my blood pressure machine, anyways, back to that, you know what I was saying, blood pressure seems okay, but something's off, and yeah, I just need to go see a motherfucking doctor, so here we go, man, what are we talking about, obviously talking about the motherfucking Seahawks, okay, yeah, we took a motherfucking L, I woke up at 4.45 this fucking morning to get on a fucking 7 a.m. flight, woke up at 4.45, got up, washed my ass, you know what I'm saying, Got dressed, got fresh, was in a motherfucking car at 5.45 because my plane boarded at six something. And um, there this was a last minute thing. I mean, obviously I have season tickets, but like there was no first class tickets coming out of Burbank. I was not going to LAX. This wasn't going to happen. So what I did was I bought the entire row. I didn't know you could do this until recently, but I bought three seats. So you have the whole row and um, it was cheaper than getting a first class ticket, which whatever. And it wasn't that bad. You know, Virgin America, I mean, uh, Alaska Airlines, the shit was lit. It was It was actually really cool. It was, you know, it's only two hours, 20 minutes, and you have the whole row, and you just be chilling. I took my father-in-law, as you guys have known. I've spoke about this before. My father-in-law is a diehard Seahawks fan. He knows the fourth string. There's no fourth string in, in, in football, but he knows the four stringers. He knows who's injured. He knows the whole fucking squad. It's crazy. Every year, it's, it, the roster, you know, there's a lot of motherfuckers on that team. But, uh, yeah, so we landed in Seattle this morning, and uh, we landed at, like, 9.45 or so, something like that, around 10 o'clock, and my father-in-law, I've given him some tickets before, and, you know, he's taking my brother-in-law on it, and, um, you know, they're like, yo, we take the train, I'm like, what train, we just take the light link rail, you know, it just goes direct there, and the thing is this, I got a super fucking important meeting, so by the time you listen to this podcast, I'll be jumping in a huge meeting, with uh, Kevin Hart's people, about the podcast, about getting video, and doing all this stuff, and a lot of progression, and um, I was like, what the fuck is a Link Light Rail, you know, because usually my cousin Rex picks me up, or I got a homie, I take an Uber, and it's not a real big deal, but every time we get near Soto, and we start getting near downtown, traffic gets real fucking bad, and it was raining all day today, it's fucking, just Seattle rain. it wasn't pouring miserably, but it was raining, but it rained, for 90% of the entire fucking game, right? Thank God I had Poncho. And um, this train, it takes you from SeaTac all the way to like, I mean, you can go to the stadium, but then, you know, it's closer to Safeco. Actually, it's called T-Mobile Park now, which just fucking changed recently because it was Safeco Park fucking uh, shit out fucking at least a month ago when I, was, when, I was, when I was at the Cincinnati game. But you take it one more stop past Chinatown, and uh, to Pioneer Square, and I get off the exit, and I'm chilling, you know what I mean, I walk over, boom, I'm like, whoa, this fucking train is lit, super clean, you know what I'm saying, it's safe, it's, uh, it's, it's a 35 minute ride, approximately 35 minutes, and, and, you know, if you've ever been to CenturyLink Stadium, and you already know how crazy the stadium is, you trying to get a, I don't give a fuck if you have a billion dollars, if you're trying to unless you want to have car service that's just gonna wait and get tickets or get shouted out by cops, just police everywhere, you just can't unless you park at a parking lot, whatever. It's just a shit show. Period. Trying to get out of fucking Pioneer Square or trying to get out of Century Link, it's just parking there is just a fucking disaster. And then trying to get in just trying to get from Century Link. If there's no traffic it's 2 a.m., and you're at Century Link. You're at 13 Coins, getting some food, and you drive to downtown to one of the hotels. You're driving to Four scenes. Where the fuck you're driving to? Not Four scenes, Driving like the fucking W. You will get there in three and a half minutes. If you do it after a game, it's going to take you 50 minimum, okay? Let alone try to drive to the fucking airport. That shit might take a fucking hour, and, you know, we ain't got that kind of time. So the game ends, like, right around 5 o'clock, and I'm thinking, like, okay, well, we need to stop fucking around because my plane board's at 6.20, so we took the light rail back, too. And that shit was just lit. It was packed in a motherfucker. I still had a place to sit. But it was fucking $5.50 round trip. And it's faster than Uber. And, and I know people are bugging out, like, what the fuck? Kids are looking at me like, is that Ben Ball? Why the fuck is he on the train? I don't know. If we had this shit here, like like Bart, I take the Bart when I'm in, I'm in the Bay. I love the shit. It was dope. Um, I never did that shit before. But, yeah, let's get to the fucking game today. You know, Seahawks are the best Second half playing team in the NFL, we're always down, we're always coming back, we're always playing, doing some stupid shit, we're always getting fucking offensive fucking offsides, and just all kinds of stupid ass, dumb ass things, and we usually fuck up early on, but this game, I don't know, man, for the first half, we had no defensive touchdowns against us, it was just like, you know, it was just, it was crazy, I don't even know what to say, you know, fucking Peters gets traded immediately, and I've been talking about this shit, like, yo, what the fuck, And you know, he got a pick six, You know, Russell Wilson, he threw his first fucking interception of the entire fucking season, which is hats off to him. But I just feel like he was fucking off. And I swear to God, man, it's just so fucking irritating. We need to pass more. I know it was raining today and it was slippery, but motherfucking Russell can throw. And a motherfucker was throwing some dope-ass passes. But we just decide to run, and Pete Carroll wants to run all the fucking time. But when we needed to run on fucking second and goal what do we do against the bitch ass fucking pussy ass patriots we throw the fucking ball and lose the fucking super bowl jesus christ i I just don't know what to say you know it's just it's just fucking but by the way lamar jackson is just fucking unbelievable i've been fucking with him since since you know the beginning of the season i'm just like yo this dude's insane he's the new randall cunningham if you don't know who the fuck that is, then fuck you. Because I'm tired of you young motherfuckers not knowing your history. But he broke open a several times, and just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want I don't want to speak bad about nobody on my team, man. Metcalf is a rookie. I fuck when I'm heavy, but today, man, bruh. <sighs> and that fumble recovery in the fucking third, fourth quarter, that that fumble recovery to a, to a touchdown was sus you do realize in the rule books in the NFL, you cannot, a defensive, a defensive player cannot go out of bounds, and then come back in, and recover a ball, and take it in, I don't know, man, there was a lot of fucking, rough in roughing the passer calls, that were on our side, we'll take them, but fuck, this is a weird-ass game, I gotta just shake it off, um, I don't know, man, you know, I, I hit Quentin Jefferson, thank God he was playing, he was on the injured, possible injured list, and uh, that's my dog, um, um, I don't know how to produce this, but I think Fluky, right? DJ, man. DJ reached out to me today. He's on the injury list right now. And, uh, I'll try to connect with him, man. Shout out to him. He's, he's super cool. Reached out. was, was showing mad love today. Um, you know, we took the fucking L. I, I don't know what else to say. You know, we got to go into Levi Stadium 7-2, period. We got to wax that. At- Listen, I don't want no close game against fucking Atlanta. We need to go to fucking Atlanta and whoop the Falcons' ass. Tampa Bay comes to us the week after. We need to tap that motherfucking ass, right? Then we got a fucking buy bye week, right? And we've made the playoffs before at 9 and 7. But I'm just not accepting that. We we, we can do it, man. We got some shit. I know we lost this um this is for the fucking for the for the rest of the year. But uh listen, man. When we went nine and seven and and, and we went to the playoffs, the, the SF wasn't even a factor. You know what I'm saying? The Niners weren't even a factor, right? The Rams were, but you know, it's all good. You know what? Fuck these Niner fans! These bitch-ass motherfuckers weren't in the stadium. Motherfuckers couldn't even sell fucking thirty. No, with it, they couldn't even sell fifty, sixty percent of the fucking stadium. It was dead empty the last couple of years. Now they're playing. They're balling. Okay, cool. Guess what? Second half of the fucking of their schedules real t- is is a lot tougher so we'll see what's up man i don't think these motherfuckers is gonna do shit my biggest nightmare is if the fucking niners play against the fucking the patriots for the super bowl because i hate both those teams so even even if one of them wins and one of them loses i'm not gonna be happy i need motherfuckers just to die you know what i'm saying like a bomb gets dropped on that motherfucking week i don't know something's crazy speaking of which man people always say this stupid ass shit in the comments always like yo man you was a fucking bandwagon this man shut the fuck up Understand this about me, and that is the fucking absolute truth. I've never jumped to a new team. This is the first time, right? I was a Raiders fan for thirty years. I've explained this many times. I should have left them ten years ago. But had the Seahawks already been on fire, like around two thousand nine and ten, whatever? And I know they went to Super Bowl prior, but I'm talking about like they were like killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like. If they were like already winning, like crushing shit, I jumped on before the Super Bowl, before all, you know, a couple years before that. I would have never fucked with them. Even though my father in law is a big fan and been a fan since whatever, I just wouldn't have because that ain't that ain't me. I'm just not gonna do that. I don't give a fuck. And I'm not like these LeBron fans who are like, I'm a fan of the fucking player. I'm gonna jump from Cleveland to Miami to fucking West. You know, fuck, man, I just wanna fucking stab those type of people. You know, I've been rocking with the Lakers for over 30 years. In fact, Almost 40 years, been rocking with the Dodgers for 40 years, all right? And now I've been rocking with Seattle for over seven. But jumping on a team that's already winning in a major way is a big no-no. Cannot fucking do it. Sidebar, today at CenturyLink in Seattle, I rocked a plain Jane military G-Shock to the game. Just felt good to rock something different. Wasn't really tripping, didn't give a fuck. I love G-Shocks. Y'all already know. I posted a fucking picture at halftime. People are like, hey, you should watch the game. Why are you posting what? Shut the fuck up, you dumb fuck. It's halftime. God damn, man. So anyways, just felt like being chill today, you know, and everything else. And I posted this plain G-Shock. I was like, yo, guess what I'm rocking? And of all people, the watch God himself, my bro, John Mayer, hit my DM. He's like, dude, I'm rocking a G-Shock too. And he shows me a picture. And this motherfucking G-Shock looks so goddamn complicated. That shit look, it confused me. And it was like, the, his, his G-Shock was like the Richard Mill of fucking G-Shocks. It was just crazy, though, that both of us today were rocking G-Shocks just randomly. Because that motherfucker's watch collection forget about it. It's just ridiculous. All right? So, listen, guys. I got a crazy episode dropping this Thursday. All right, episode 23 is not one to be missed. Um, I know this is a quick one, you know, um, just about almost 40 minutes, but listen, I got to catch my breath. You know, I'm building a nice archive of gems. These podcasts are archived forever. All right, the Jimmy Boy episode was surprisingly great. I'm going to have Jimmy Boy on maybe another time, another maybe two, three times. Um, We got more to talk about. This week's episode features Jeff Staple, and it will also have a, I don't know how long I'm going to make it, I'm not exactly sure, but October 23rd is Jonas Bavacqua, you already know my bro, rest in peace, He his birthday is October 23rd, he would have been 42 years old, so I'm going to do a memoriam, and it's going to be fucking sick, we're going to talk about all the crazy shit. This motherfucker and just his ice game, his fashion game, he's just so ahead of the game, period, I miss him, there's not a day that does not go by in my life that I do not think about my bro Jonas, alright, and I'm gonna get into some things, that was some punk ass we're just gonna get into it, you know, I, I had some reserves, I had some things I wanted to say and my wife kind of was like, yo, you can't do that. You can't put that out there for his son to know in certain things. And I kind of was like, you know what? No, you, you may be right on some of this shit. But I'm going to air out some shit. and I'm not going to hold back all the way. There's some shit that needs to be said. There was some punk ass shit that just happened. Um, and a lot of people turned around after. Years that to come by. be like, oh, you don't want to say, You know what? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Anyways, about to end this show. But I need to say congrats are in order to my guy, Matt Babel. And his beautiful baby mom's girlfriend, Shay Mitchell. Shay Mitchell is drop-dead gorgeous man. She's representing the Filipinas. This is my homie. I've known her for a long-ass fucking time too. Like way on before before she had 27 million fucking followers on Instagram. But they just had their first baby. Um, Congratulations on your newborn son. I love both of them so fucking much. Um, They were both just here. Shit less than a month ago for London's birthday party, right? And you know, I'm no I just man. I'm so excited for them. She's so dope. She's a fucking gangster. Every time I hang out with Shay, more and more. It's just she just fucking cracks me up. She's fucking crazy, right? Um, salute to them. Again, salute to the Dust Brothers, salute to Michael Rappaport, salute to the young shooter, salute to illegal cartel, the whole behind the baller podcast family all right and of course you already know what time it is it's time for that at lakey inspired my guy my guy we got to connect my guy hope you listening to this episode i know you got some shit i need that jazzy beat dust brothers let's take them out with the lakey lake peace y'all